There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. This is John Clark, and welcome to the podcast, Take Off with John Clark. Please rate and review and subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. And we are here at Eagles Training Camp at the NovaCare Complex on the scene. We've got some good interviews here. Mike Garofolo from NFL Network is going to detail his reporting on Zach Gertz, Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson. And coming up right here, Avante Maddox. He can't wait for Eagles fans to be back in the link August 8th and 22nd for the open practices, all to benefit the Eagles Autism Foundation. All right, let's welcome in Eagles cornerback Avante Maddox, and we're being safe here, social distancing. How are you down there? I'm doing good. How are you up there? Not bad. <laughs> and this is bad coverage right here. This is the coverage that I would provide. Obviously, you provide better coverage. Yeah, he's out of phase right now. That's not good. Not good. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So, so what is this like with the new defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, new head coach? What is it like, the vibe? these uh, first couple days? Uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's a, a new culture coming in, and, you know, everybody's locked on and willing to learn what's, what they bring in as new, and it's fun. You know, they got a lot of energy, and whenever you're learning something new, I like to give my all to it and, you know, learn as much as I can from every position. And so far for the past two days we've been on the field, it's been good. So. And Brandon Graham, you know, usually boisterous, he said there's a lot of him out there now because everybody's got that energy and they're all yelling. How, how is that during practice now? It makes it fun. It makes it actually go by faster. And you'd be like, the last snap, you hear the horn blow, you're like, it's over already? So, you know, everybody out there having fun with a lot of energy on the defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Even during special teams, it makes the practice more fun. It makes it more competitive, and that's what we need. You obviously played most of the time last year on the outside. How is it now in the slot? Yeah, moving back in. I mean, for the years I've been in the NFL, I've been moving around uh, constantly. But, you know, you know, getting back in there is fun. So, like I said, um, i got to get back into the groove of being inside. It's a little bit different uh, with the run fits and, uh, you know, fit work and things like that. But other than that, it's been smooth so, so far since I've been in there, and especially learning the defense makes it fun. How big is it to go back and forth, though, because it's different movements with your feet a lot of times, outside, inside, right? Yeah, it's definitely different movements. And um, it, it, it just takes time. Like I said, repetition, it gets it all done. And every day I come out to practice, you know, I'm trying to rep it as much as I can. And then even after practice, probably when I get done here, I go back out there on the field and rep it some more. So make sure I can get as much in as I can before we get into the season. Last year, you guys played a lot of man coverage under Jim Schwartz. Looks like a little bit more zone this year or cover two. Is that what it's looking like? Uh, it's a lot. Um, I mean, he got a lot in his, up his sleeve. And, you know, that's the fun part about it. You know, you don't never know what's coming up 
what he's calling and when it gets out there you know it's, it's something that's simply that can be executed and that's the good thing so it, it may, he makes it fun for us and that's what I like about it. Did you know up until Steven Nelson signed where you were going to play on the outside or inside? Um, not really I mean I was always prepared to play anywhere like I said over the past few years I've been moved around a lot so I was always like the guy of wherever you put me I'm going to you know give him my hardest and play as hard as I can in that spot so. How about Jonathan Gannon? Obviously a head coach wants to have a scheme or run it a certain way, but he also has to make sure you guys are picking it up and allow you to play free. Yeah. How is that going? Uh, it's going good. That's what I said. Like He, he makes it easy for us. Um, he try to take pressure off of, um, a lot of guys, and you know he's trying to make it the best of, of what waves to you know they can learn it and the fastest way they can learn it. You know because it's a quick season coming up, and you know we just getting here, and now that we can be together as one, making it a lot more easier. We could talk to each other about things, what we see, what they see. So it's making it a lot easier for us. And since Stephen Nelson came in, it's a crash course for him. He said Slay is helping him out with stuff. How cool is that group you have there? How much are you learning from Slay, and how much are you helping out Nelson? Uh, I mean, I've been learning since, from Slay since he got in here. I mean, I, I watched Slay when I was little, when I was in Detroit in high school type days. And, you he's know, not that so, old. So I was always watching Slay. He old. He's getting old. He, he granddad. <laughs> no, granddad. No. Is that what you call him? <laughs> nah, I'll call him that. Because you might call him Malcolm <laughs> Uncle, right? <laughs> yeah. He was definitely that. Now, Malcolm was uncle. Yeah. But, um, yeah uh, so Slay, I've I watched him for a while. And, you know, I, I actually contacted him when I was not even in the NFL because, you know, he's one of my favorite corners to watch. And, you know, I, so I've been learning from him for a while. And when he got here, I've been learning constantly from him as well. And, you know, I've been trying to help Nelson as much as I could. He's, un, he's right next to me in my locker. So anytime he got a question, this is me, Dennis Rodney. So it's, it's, it's good. Dennis Ant. So you got everybody that know a, a good amount of the, the defense right there. And so whenever he got a question, it's, it's really easy to answer for him. And if I don't know, I know I can look left and I know somebody know it because it's Rodney right there. So uh, he, he got a good sources in there. All right, so I'm going to try to figure out how you contacted Slay. I'm going to try to figure out how long ago was it. Was it it's DM? Probably, it's probably, was it, it letter? Was, it was DM. Okay, it so it was wasn't Instagram. that long ago. No, I don't even write no letters. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it was Instagram. Uh, it, was, it was a while. It was probably, I know I wasn't in the NFL yet when I did, so... It was, it was, it was, it had to have been four to five, six, maybe years ago. <laughs> so you were so, sliding into Slay's I was, DMs? I, I slid into the Slay's DMs. <laughs> Not like that, though. No, I hear but you. I hear you. I, I hit him up. I said, yo, what's up? Because he's in Detroit. So, you know, he and he do a lot for the kids. Or he always used to hit the fields and things like that. So it's pretty cool. Did he get back to you? Yeah, he got back to me right oh. away, actually. He said, I see you, little bro. I said, all right. <laughs> How cool was that? Did I said, Let's that, go. Did that kind of boost your spirits as a guy who was trying uh, to get yeah, in the definitely. NFL? I mean, definitely. Uh, he, like I said, he is always like, Help, willing to help. Like, sure. I see you. I see you. Hey, that's Devontae. Devontae, that's pretty light. Yeah, how about that, Devontae? <laughs> he was running today. <laughs> my hamstrings hurt. <laughs> my, my hamstrings hurt. But uh, um, so yeah, he um, so he always good with the kids, and you know he get back to him. He does a lot of the, like charity and extra work with them. So I know when when I when I hit him up, he was he wasn't slow to hit back. He hit back and he, he say anytime I won't work or anything I need help with, let him know. So That's cool. And, and now he's your teammate. Devontae did just walk by, so I wanted to ask you, I mean, how, when you look at him and how he comes off the line of scrimmage, then his break, I mean, tell us how good he is. He, he's a very good player, and it's kind of crazy because he's only a rookie. So it's only scary for the years to come to watch him play. But now he, he come off the line, it's, it's something different. You know, it, it's something you don't really see from a release from a receiver. And then once he get going, it don't make it any better for the DB. He just get the running. And then he can stop on a dime, hands is up, is great. So I can't wait to see what he do this year. 
And I'm gonna look at him right here in his face. Hey, you go ball out, young dog. Get <laughs> <laughs> the ball. Hey. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun for him. I'm, I'm excited for him. I remember my rookie year coming in and how much pressure it was on. And, you know, you're thinking about a lot of things, but, you know, I, you, you just gotta let it go. And I feel like he don't got no pressure on his shoulder because he, 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 he like, he done this before. So, pretty All right, a couple quick questions. You still uh, roomies with Dallas Goddard? I'm still roomies with Dallas Goddard. All right. Give us two things that bother you just a little bit about him as a roomie. All right, the things with Dallas Goddard, I would probably, probably something, this is one thing. He always think he right. He could be wrong, and he know he wrong, but he's going to try to find out a way to be right. So now he's just arguing because I want to be right. So I guess that's the competitive spirit. That's one thing. The second thing, I'll put something up. He'll grab it. It'd be some, a drink or something. He'd drink it. The trash can right there, he sits it on the counter and then just walks off like it's just not empty. And I come in there, I'm like, you know where the trash can at? He'd be like, my bad, bro. We did he grab it and threw it in the trash can. Not that he's doing it on purpose. So we got to figure that out. But if you're not, I'm going to kick him out real quick. You're going to have to find Dallas another house. So you're, so you're the mom of the house? You're watching after him? I'm the dad of the house. The dad of the house? <laughs> yeah. He's like a kid. He's 13 years old. <laughs> he act like it. You know, I was always taught to clean up after yourself. You learned that in kindergarten? Yeah, I learned it in kindergarten. But you know, Dallas, a big kid, but no, I love him. So. I take off. I put up with it. So I asked you for two things, but it seemed like you had a whole list. If you want to keep going, no, I don't got no more. I can tell you a lot of good things though. Uh, he, he always look out for me. Uh, he drives to work when I'm when I'm tired. Uh, he, when I'm hungry, he order food. You know, he never had to worry about that. He pay half of the rent. Only I half? Him, I should make him pay a little bit more. He yeah. was a second round draft pick. I got to think about that. And next he may time. be getting a nice contract. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta make him pay more a little bit, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna make him pay more. So uh, once we get done with that, then other than that, he's been good. You know, we have fun, so we look after each other, and I feel like everybody needs somebody like that. But I think good. it'd be a great reality show. To wrap this up, how about having the fans back at the link for these open practices, August 8th, August 22nd? Fans have to pay a little bit to get in, but all of that money goes to their autistic foundation and and research, uh, raising money for the research for autism. No, that's 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 actually a great great thing um, from autism. I mean, I've been here since I've gotten here. It's been high on autism and we have some each and every single year and when I go out there and see the kids and, and, and girls and boys and it's just like a heart, heartwarming moment, you know, just to be out there and and give back as much as I can. So, you know, excited for the fans to be back um, in the link, and that's something that we didn't have for that past year, and, you know, it makes a huge difference, and, you know, I can't wait to get out there and see them, so I'm excited for it. Well, thanks a lot, Avante. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Thank you very much to Avante Maddox. All right, let's welcome in from the NFL Network, Mike Garofalo, and you're from right down the road. Did yep. I pronounce your last name properly? Uh, Garofalo? We, I don't pronounce it properly. It's supposed to be Garofalo, but I, we say Garofalo. You so, serious? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's that's the Italian translation, and somewhere on the boat we, we changed it. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so there's no right or wrong. You can't be wrong. How about right. that? Well, it's like Jason Kels. It's actually Kels instead of Kelsey. That blew my mind. I blew everybody's mind. It's yeah. crazy. I don't even know what to call anybody anymore. <laughs> That's Ruben Frank over there. That's Ruben That's our Frank. buddy. That's right. So we're, we're here at training camp. Obviously, they're uh, taking care of the field. But uh, first impressions, you come in here from a national perspective, seeing the Eagles, because I think everybody in Philly, you see the team, you're like, wow, this team can be pretty good. Yeah. But from a national perspective, what's everybody in the NFL thinking? I mean, everybody's thinking that uh, they're probably going to finish last in the NFC East, right? Um, which really would be the dregs the last couple of years. But I do think the entire division is going to be better this year. You're not going to see another 7-9 and nine division winner. So if you finish last, maybe it's at 7 and well, – hold on, i got to do my math right. now. 7-10 now, right? Still can't get used to these 17 games. Um, 
So I, I could see them being in there. I could see them playing spoiler. You know, late in the year, a lot of home games. I don't think they have to get on a plane after week like 12 or something yeah. like that. Maybe it's even earlier than that. It's, it's a really uh, a division schedule and a, a friendly schedule. So I could see them like getting their legs underneath them at that point. I, I don't know if that's any consolation or whatever, if that winds up uh, being the case. Certainly the Eagles wanted them to play spoiler last year, and they didn't. Um, so I, I could see them being competitive late in the year. Look, I just know this. Inside this building, they say, it's fine, doubt us, because we think we're going to be a lot better than people think, because we're good up front on both sides. Now, you got to stay healthy for that, and we saw Brandon Brooks walk off today, Isaac Sayamalo's down, and it's just a reminder. Look, I don't, I, no, neither injury expect to keep guys out through week one, it doesn't seem but it's just a reminder of how many guys got hurt last year and how much of an effect that has on your team. Yeah, the offensive line was decimated last year. How about the big question, Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Will he be, because people say could he be, but it's really will he be QB1? I mean, what is your perspective on on his chance of actually being the guy for the next bunch of years? You know, if you saw the numbers from last year and you looked at it, and, and if you saw the highlights, you'd say, why are people doubting this guy? Like, why are they not more excited about, hey, we've got our guy to build around. And, and you know, I, I, I think it's maybe because they look forward, people do, and see two first-round picks, likely three next year. The fact that they've been involved in the, the, the uh, Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes, if you want to call him that. Um, I hate using that word given everything that's going on with him, but that's frankly what it would be if the legal stuff went out of the way and it, the Texans opened it up to the entire league. Um you know, it, it's kind of like they're saying, well, he could go out, take the reins, kind of like Nick Sirianni said on day one of training camp. We hope he takes it and run with it. And he could be the guy like, hey, wait, we got him. We've got our franchise guy. Now we can use those three first-round picks to build around him. And you so, would have him on a still a, on a rookie, contract. rookie contract. Great point. Um, so I, I think they are still a little skeptical, which is kind of crazy if you think about it and you go back. And, you know, I was on board with the pick at the time. Because I said, this guy uh, could be your, uh, a good backup for you on a rookie contract. You don't have to spend on a backup. Um, he's an interesting guy. He's certainly a hardworking guy. Uh, he's a guy who's very popular in this locker room last year, which was a problem for, for Carson Wentz, obviously. Um, but if you didn't really think at the time that he could be your franchise quarterback going forward, then maybe you shouldn't have made that pick at that juncture. But we're, we're Monday morning quarterbacking at this point. So and that's we'll what we do. I mean, it's just it's basically up to – I mean, I hate – there's no analysis here. It's up to Jalen Hurts to go out there, play this year, and tell this team, I am your franchise quarterback. Build around me. Don't build my spot. Now, do you think it is a little weird? Obviously, they don't have, like, the guy that was drafted like Carson in the yeah. top two. Yeah. This is a guy who was in the second round, so there is that question out there. So is it a little weird that there is a lot of noise about Deshaun Watson, yeah. and you've done some good reporting, the Eagles' interest in Deshaun Watson? They're in there. I mean, they're they're in there. And Howie can say all he wants that, you know, oh, every time a, a, a team or, excuse me, a player is mentioned, the Eagles are thrown in there because they know that how he invests. Like, there's always truth, right? Because he investigates everything. He's always nosing around. So sometimes the team will put that, hey, the Eagles showed interest when they're really not. In this case, they are. I think if if this, you know, it's, it's weird because the Texans want to wait until after the legal situation plays out, ideally, because then you're going to get your full value for him potentially. If, and Deshaun would like it to be worked and Deshaun out now, would, right? Yeah. yeah. Deshaun would like to get out of there yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Okay, three months ago. Um and, and I think these teams would like to know if they're trading for a guy, hey, you know what? The legal cases got settled and we did our homework. And, yeah, you know, it was a, a little bit of a, 
uh, a case of bad judgment by Deshaun Watson to put the, himself in those situations. But, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as some of the allegations. I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm projecting here. I'm just getting to the point where teams would be comfortable in knowing the guy that they were trading for. Unfortunately, that may not be the case. Somebody may have to sit there and say, hey, I'm going to trade for this guy now because if I don't, somebody else will. And then we'll just have to take the criticism and the questions that are going to come with it. So I hate to jump ahead yeah. because that's what we do. Next year, do you think the starting quarterback for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, or wow. C? Um, wow. I'd probably go with B right now, Deshaun Watson. That, that's just me seeing how it's going to play out and the fact that not only do they have interest, but they're positioned to do it, right? Now, the only thing that I think would complicate matters is if Miami gets involved, and they have been involved to a certain extent, if they get involved and they make the strong push, Deshaun Watson has that no-trade clause. That's where he wants to go. So now if it's not B and it's maybe C, you're using those three first-round picks to potentially go out and get yourself a guy, package them together, or maybe you're in position with one of those picks. You're already in position to get a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers might be able to get out of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers as well. I mean, he's pushing, what, 40 now? But they would welcome him. You know, if let's say, let's say Jalen Hurts doesn't play well enough to secure the franchise quarterback role. Let's say Deshaun Watson goes to Miami. I'd absolutely put these guys in the running for Aaron Rodgers in 2022. Yeah, and I think Philly would love to see Jalen Hurts take this job and be a quarterback that can lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl because yeah. it'd be a great financial situation, and those picks could be used to help Wouldn't be great? a team around them. Wouldn't it be great? And then all of a sudden, the narrative would change for Howie Roseman, right? The guy that, you know couldn't put this thing together the right way the last couple of years by listening to the coaches in the front office when he should have listened to vice versa. You know, all the criticisms that he's gotten and the fact that, um, you know, every, every, the, the criticism for Howie is easy. He's not, a, he's not a football guy, right? He didn't play. He didn't coach. He's not up to He's more the salary cap guy. That's not to say, by the way, that he doesn't have an eye for talent because he does, okay? But I, I just I, I can't believe that the narrative – has changed so quickly, and the vitriol that's been directed toward Howie. It's the same guy that put that Super Bowl roster yeah, together. Yeah, right? and, okay. and orchestrated the Carson yes. Wentz deal, two trades to get it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, he's been a little bit off for a couple of years, but I give him a chance to put this thing back together. And if he does it, by the way, with Jalen Hurts as his franchise quarterback and then three first-round picks to build around him, then I think the narrative changes back again. You're right, you're right. But it is Philly because it's funny because the Eagles won a Super Bowl just, well, I guess it would be four years, three, yeah. and, a, three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Flyers haven't been to yeah. the Stanley Cup final in Thanks 10, for reminding me. Years. I mean, I'm that's sorry. the one. That, oh. But, like, the Sixers just came up short. Yeah. And then the Phillies haven't been in the playoffs in 10 years. And the Eagles get the most heat. Well, it's, it's a football town, John. Yeah. It's a football town. I mean, I, I, I worked here. I, I, I worked at WIP for years. I worked for the Associated Press and covered uh, these teams down here, and I've I've been able, you know, I'm up to North. I'm not that far away. Right. I'm up in North. And you hear it in the neighborhood. I, it's not, you it, you can hear it up there with the naked ear. You can hear yeah. it. Um, so it, it's always been a football town. It's a passionate uh, blue collar city. That's what football is. If you want to be successful, everybody's got to buy in. Everybody's got to work together, and that's why I think football resonates here so much. Um, so yeah, it's this team is. It's not like oh, it's okay. We're good for ten years because we won that. That, that Lombardi trophy. Now they want it again. And now they really want it 
having really dropped to the bottom of the division right. and, and the bottom portion of the league. And maybe if the Eagles do go 0-5, they'll remember that Andy Reid started 0-5, then had success, because that possibly could no. happen. No, they won't no. remember. <laughs> you can remind them, right. but they won't remember it, John. They won't care. No chance. Okay? And Nick Sirianni, I, you know, I, I, I hope, because he, he's out there with that personality, and we know how the first press conference went. Since then, I think people have gotten a better understanding for that um, – it's a terrible term. The goofiness, right? He's a yeah. little goofy, right? He's a little goofiness. But it can be endearing, and it can be something that can energize you if you understand that behind it is a good football mind, and that's what he's doing to motivate you. And I think that that's what he's doing right now with this locker room, and they're finally getting him in person, and they're finally going to spend – they start winning some ball games. Now they'll understand, oh, that's our coach. He's crazy. If they don't, it'll go the other way, right? It's just – it feels like a big swing yeah. either way for Nick Sirianni. And at least – I mean, he is genuine and authentic. Uh, sure. Before we let you go, I mean, you've done some good reporting also on Zach Ertz. Are you really surprised that it came to he is actually here and practicing? Yeah, I am. I mean, I when he was uh, at his press, or press conference, his, his Zoom at the end of the season and, and, and getting emotional, um, I agreed with him. I figured it was his, his time was up in Philly. Uh, kind of a Malcolm Jenkins type situation where he made the push the year before the contract expired to get the deal done. It didn't get done. And then they kind of said, okay, we'll part ways here. I think he expected that at the very least, but if not a trade. Now, look, I'll say this. I believe Howie Roseman truly values Zach Ertz. Now, he hasn't given him a contract extension, okay, and he hasn't given him the trade that he wanted. But I think that that's because there's a lot of moving parts here. They've got two tight ends that they've got to figure out how to pay. How to pay. But, which, by the way, we saw a couple years ago. We said, hey, in a couple years, they're going to have to decide who to pay. And that's where we are, and they haven't avoided that. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's not that they're going to say goodbye to Dallas Goddard, but, you know, who knows? Maybe Houston wants Dallas Goddard in a trade. Well, wouldn't you like to have Zach Ertz now? You don't want to lose both of them, right? So there's a lot of moving parts here with Zach Ertz, and I believe that that's why Howie's uh, holding on to him, Howie Roseman is, because he doesn't know how everything's going to play out, and he doesn't want to lose a guy that he truly values and he thinks is going to perform much better than last year when he was plagued by that injury, and, and Ertz is trying to prove to people my production's not falling off a cliff. I was just banged up last year. So we'll see where it goes. And if Howie's offered a third-round pick, though, within the next month. He hasn't been to this point. That could change things. Um, or a fourth-round pick? I believe that he's been offered a fourth-round pick for him. That's my understanding. Yeah. Um, if it gets to a third, maybe that changes it. You know, Maybe he says, hey, the value's just too good. Um, but uh, there have been talks with teams to the point where teams thought that it was going to get done and then it didn't get done. Um, and, and those teams kind of said, all right, we got to move on. We got other things going on. Uh, we'll see if he can revisit them if he decides in the end to move on from Zach Ertz. Well, there's always so much intrigue and great job that you do nationally on NFL Network. And, and you'll always remember South Philly and your roots. That's what we love when of we course. see you on TV. I'm going there for lunch right now at my parents' house when I'm done. Nice. So. You, you, can't go, you can't go to a restaurant in South Philly if you've got the good cooking right there in your family. I mean, I, I can, but they'd go, they'd go bananas. Yeah, exactly. They, they would lose their minds. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the time. You got it, John.